Hello, hello, this is Jacqueline Swilly, and you're listening to Power Banking, the podcast for women who work in male-dominated industries. So today is a special episode where I'm going to answer some of your questions. Over the past week, I have combined about 10 questions and condensed them down into a couple of categories. So today, we're going to talk about things you can negotiate for other than your salary and the top do and don't in negotiation, as well as some recommended books. All right, so the questions came from Facebook as well as Instagram. So on Facebook, I'm Jacqueline Swilly. On Instagram, Jacqueline Swilly as well. And these questions were submitted on those platforms. If you have a question that you want me to answer related to anything career and business negotiation, Hit me up. You can reach me on the platforms that I mentioned, or you can send a text to 678-774-9494, and I will include your question in the next episode of Ask Me Anything Career Negotiation and Business Negotiations. All right, so what are the things that you can negotiate for other than salary? The first thing that comes to my mind is vacation time. Who doesn't love a good day out of the office, whether it's a staycation or you're going somewhere and you're getting paid for being out of the office? So this is one of the overlooked items that you can negotiate for that has significant value to your overall well-being, whether you call it work-life balance or work-life integration, is getting that paid vacation time up front. How do you ask for this? So it's oftentimes I see people get creative when they cannot get the salary that they want, where their company just doesn't have the extra money and that is below market rate. The job seeker will oftentimes say, okay, I understand that you can't pay me at market rate. What can we do to get me close to that? And oftentimes they'll think, well, vacation time. Since you already have my salary set and you can't increase that, What else is significant to me? And that could be, okay, give me a couple of more days paid vacation, all right? So if you want an exact script on how to have that conversation, head over to my website, Jacqueline Twilly, and download some of the free resources that I have. The other thing is job title. So depending on where you are in your career, there are different things that are important to you. I know for a lot of people who are at that mid-career level, you've been working seven to 10 years, title is important to you in your overall career trajectory. So if that's important to you and you notice that during the interview process or if you've been on the job for a while and your scope of work is drastically different from the title that is suggested, you can ask for a title that is more in line with your work. Now, I know we're talking about things that you can negotiate for other than salary, but I want to throw in here, if the job title that you're being changed to or you're already doing the work and you're getting that formal title change, make sure that that title is uh, matching the pay for that title. So we talked about market rate before. I just want you to be aware that if you're doing a title change, you want to make sure you're getting the appropriate money that goes along with that. Okay, so the next thing, equipment, software, and team resources. This is especially important for you all who are moving into management and leadership positions. 
When you're talking about the position, when you're interviewing for it, you should be asking questions that give you insight into what's going to help you be successful in that role, as well as learn the pitfalls of people who have been in that role before. Because ultimately, the interview process is for you to get to know them, for them to get to know you, and for you to fully understand the work that you'll be doing. So if during that interview process, you learn that equipment, software, or team resources, and when I say team resources, it could be equipment, software, it could be a budget to hire additional staff, or the buy-in and support from other departments, make sure that you ask for those things before you agree to the position, because ultimately you want to set yourself up so that you can add significant value to the organization, and you want to set yourself up so that you're winning. Now, office space is the next thing that you can negotiate for other than salary. Most people get a cubicle when they start their career all the way up until they hit a senior level. However, if you notice that you'll be dealing with highly sensitive information or if you are, your scope of work will allow you to be booking a conference room um, several times a week, you're tying up an office resource. So instead of tying up that resource, offer to your supervisor that you get a office instead of a cubicle and that way you will not have to tie up that conference room space. That's just one of those things where you always want to put yourself in the other person's position when you're asking for something in a negotiation. So think about what's in it for them. How can this benefit the team? How can this benefit the organization? And that office space example, of course you want the door that's closed instead of a cubicle, but it has significant value for the company to give you that closed door. All right, a couple of more things here. Expense allowance. This is really popular for my folks who travel from location to location. You want to make sure that you're getting a mileage reimbursement. And in some cases, if you're driving very frequently, you want to throw in your oil change, your car maintenance. All right. So they're not going to do new tires, but it's standard for an oil change. And definitely you want to get that mileage. I suggest going to opm.gov to see what the government standard rate is for mileage reimbursement. Uh, In that, you'll also see the per diem rates for hotels in different counties and parishes across the country, as well as a meal allowance for breakfast, lunch, and dinner if you will be traveling for your job. Use that as a standard base point instead of just pulling out a number out of the thin blue sky. All right, review period. So oftentimes, um, and this is especially important for my folks who go into a job, you really want the job, but the money isn't there for you to get the market rate. So you can ask the employer, okay, under what circumstances will we be able to increase my salary or give me a bonus so that I can be in line with what people earn in this industry for the work that I'm doing? And then they'll probably tell you we need to land a new client or, you know, this needs to happen, that needs to happen. Fine. When that happens, you want to have it in your employment agreement to have a review period so that you can be brought up to a certain level. Now, with this review period, I want to caution you. If you're going to negotiate for an accelerated review period instead of waiting for a year, if you want to go ahead and do it at six months or seven months, nine months, make sure, and I repeat, make sure that you can absolutely hit all of your milestones in that position so that you are definitely setting yourself up for success. The last thing I want anyone to do is to negotiate for an accelerated performance review period and then not have enough runtime to come up to speed and actually deliver results. 
Okay, so the last thing, student loan repayments are, we have tuition reimbursement. A lot of folks know about tuition reimbursement and because the student loan debt problem is so pervasive in this country, lots of people are starting to offer new employees student loan repayment. Now with this, you have to agree to stay with the company for X amount of time, but it may be worth it depending on your student loan debt if you have that debt. So instead of tuition reimbursement, if you already have received all of your degrees, talk to the human resources department or the person who's offering you the job about a student loan repayment. This is becoming more and more popular and I will do a whole episode in the future on how to negotiate student loan repayment with your employer. All right, so those are some things that you can negotiate for other than salary. So what's the top do and the top don't in negotiation? The first do is prepare and the don't is don't wing it, okay? Information is power in negotiations as in any area of business. So the more information you have up front, the better prepared you are to set yourself up for success and not just get a deal, but to get the very best deal, The other thing is a lot of folks think, oh, so much work to prep. I'll wing it. I'm good at winging it. Don't, don't wing it, y'all. Anytime you wing it, you are ultimately leaving money on the table. I don't want you to do that. All right. And then the last one from our questions this week, what are some recommended books? I'm going to give you my top three books, but I am an avid book reader. If you see my Instagram, you know, I am always reading. Sometimes I'm reading up to three books a week, whether it's a mix of a physical hardback book, an ebook. I really love audiobooks. So my top three on negotiation, here they are. Getting to Yes by Roger Fisher and William Urey. This is like the Bible in negotiation. Anyone who studies negotiation has read this book. The other book, second, is Women Don't Ask by Linda Babcock and Sarah Lassiter. And this book was written on a case study about the Deloitte Women in uh, Leadership Initiative. And it really goes through some very practical examples of what you can negotiate for. And then the last book is fairly new. I think it came out about three years ago. It's called Getting More of What You Want by Margaret Neal and Thomas Laos. This is an economist and a psychologist writing a book on negotiation. So it is very juicy and it gives some really eye-opening tips to set up your strategy. And in many ways, it is a counter book to getting to yes. So it's really good to have both perspectives and you can find your style in between. All right, y'all, again, send me your questions. I love answering your questions. You can send it on LinkedIn if if that's preferable, but most of the folks are sending it through Instagram and Facebook. Again, if you want to text in your question, use 678-774-9494. And I will be back with another episode with a very special guest in a few days. Hey, I want to know what do y'all feel about the guests on the episodes? Um, Let me know if you're feeling that model, if you just want me to come on and talk to you. Again, this is the podcast for women who work in male-dominated industries. So I want to make sure that I'm giving you as much value as possible so that you can thrive in your workplace. Until next time, keep emulating excellence and eliminating excuses.